1: You're listening to Puma Podcast.
0: In the past, I always hear that phrase "passive listening" because it's podcasting. But I think passive listening is more for radio. So you're in and out. You're in and out of listening to the podcast. So you get bits and pieces of what what the podcast is talking about. If it's a talk show or whatnot, right? You might not understand the whole show. But you retain some of it. Listening to a podcast is not just passive listening. It's
1: passive understanding. Hi, I'm Carl Javier, CEO of Puma Podcast. And you're listening to A Better Normal. In this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. Instead of me learning from people who are doing different kinds of things... I'm talking to people who are doing very, very similar work to me. The guests today are the bosses of a couple of other podcast companies or networks. We have Mel Lozano-Alcaraz of Anima Podcasts, and we have Alan Fontanilla of The Pod Network. It's going to be a broad, all-over-the-place conversation about podcasts. So if you're interested in the pod business, how these things work, or entrepreneurship in general, I think you will find this very, very informative. Thank you for coming on to the show, Mel and Alan. Introduce yourselves very briefly.
2: Hi, I'm Mel Lozano-Alcaraz. I am head of Anima Podcasts.
1: Hi, everyone. My name
0: is Alan Fontanilia. I'm the mascot, <laughs> and
1: CEO of the Pod Network. I I love talking to you guys, and you would think in a setting like this, or people might imagine that this would be a Royal Rumble kind of situation, but uh, instead, it's a very fun and collaborative thing. I kind of love being able to talk to people who are in a, a similar position. And my curiosity for both of you is, how did you get into podcasting? How do you become the CEO and the head of anima i mean i sorry how do you become the ceo of pod network and the head of anima
2: i first got into podcasting as a fan back way back pre-pandemic maybe 2017 2016 i fell in love with a little show called serial um i I work cassette in media and my background is mostly lifestyle journalism if that makes sense i did i don't like hard news i like pop culture news and and lifestyle light stuff
1: we um, are the
2: same. So, so we have the similar background. We like the same interests, And I couldn't find anything that I like. I'm, I wasn't a big YouTube fan because I don't like things that are too exaggerated. Because for me, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when podcasting came along, I was like, wow, this kind of filters entertainment down to its purest level, which is story, no bells and whistles. It's purely... Storytelling, narrative, and making the listener be addicted to what you are saying to your content, which is for me the perfect, most pure form of content out there. Since then, Quark Naris was then head of Globe Studios, and we, we've been very good friends for a longest time. We, I remember posting this on Facebook when I said, "Does anyone out there listen to podcasts as much as much as I do?" And let's talk like that. And then Quark PM saying um, Globe was toying around with the idea of of putting up a podcast division. And then when it finally came into fruition they contacted me and I applied and the job was was handed over to me.
0: Ah, oh, okay me naman I've always been interested in content my coming from a background of advertising content so I wanted to see what can we do with content so in whatever form of course hindi naman ako pumasok sa porn no but 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 uh, At that time, I think my my interest—call it more interest—but I wasn't an avid listener to podcast. Was that a few years ago? Like I think almost same time as you, uh, Mel, when I got uh, a microphone, a podcasting microphone, that blue thing, yeti mic, and then I tried to record one podcast, and then that was it. It's it it ended with that first one episode, (laughs) and then cut to what was that?
1: What was the episode?
0: It was some random ramblings of me. Cut to the pandemic, um, I said, "Oh, okay, parang ang interesting tung pang podcast." So I started listening again, not being a super fan of podcasting, more like a casual listener. And then I "Oh, parang it seems to be really taking off." And then I left advertising. I took the chance. I took the semi-retirement package. <laughs> And said, "Who? Let's let's see. Where what can we do?" And then cut to 2022, <laughs> and this will sound mayabang, <laughs> but I'm not. So we exited one of our little businesses at the height of the pandemic. We had like a, an online business, and we exited that and said, "Okay, what what can we do with this money that we what we have?" Uh, and then a friend of ours who was with uh, a creator network said, "Are you guys interested in buying a creator network?" And said, "Okay, sure. Why not?" Me, naman my 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 interest really was be in the content space in whatever form and whatever way. And the podcast seemed like a good foot in the door in terms of. Content creation and being on that side, so so there, that's what brought me to the Pod Network. <laughs> it's been exciting and
1: very interesting. I'm so glad to have met the two of you, Carl and Mel. I I, I love talking to you guys because it's uh, I, I'm always learning something every time we meet. One thing I think is worth sharing with our listeners because often people think podcast. So we're gonna turn a mic on and it's gonna record. It's gonna be out there, and it seems like the simplest thing, but I'm curious, to be podcast executives, what is the skill? Or I just want to point out the three
2: need? differences between our companies. It's so funny. Apparently we go represent ahead. the whole gamut of yes, what a go. podcast <laughs> network is. So Anima Pods <laughs> is backed by a VC Corporation, which is 917 Ventures. So we're the corporate-backed one. And then Alan is the startup. They're, they're running things completely by themselves. And then we have Carl, who is, not, it's not non-profit, right? You're...
1: We would like money, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are very much for profit. But what do you call that? The, the... But, but we are supported uh, by journalistic uh, international grants. Yes, grants, there you go. Yeah. You're
2: grant supported. So you have corporate back, grant-supported, and 100% startup. So that's, that's really fascinating to me.
0: And even yeah. our backgrounds, we come from different fields. Somehow we put them in the blender, and it, I think it's turning out okay. We, we kind of complement um, each other
1: in terms of skill sets. <laughs> I would agree. So, here's from my perspective anyone who decides to step up and be an executive, kailangan ng counting yabang? Like, there should be a sufficient amount of doubt when you take over. But there should be a sufficient amount of yabang. And I know, Alan, you're joking eh, um, <laughs> we which, have which is objectively true and which generates its own yabang. But uh, to have the, you know, when you step back and you go, I'm going to run this company, I'm going to run this network or, or, or whatever the formulation was in your head. What skills did you feel you had that you were drawing upon to do this? Para mangarap yung mga peeps, para sila din like, oh yeah, so I need to develop in that way. Because it's not just people sitting in front of a mic, that's yep. its own no. skill, but running, it's, it's running running a company. It's
2: running yeah. a real team and a real company, I would say, and a real unit. It's also what you call imposter syndrome. <laughs> 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 Can, and then in the background, oh my God, can I really do this? But yeah, but in the forefront, you're really like posturing, right? That we're so good, blah, blah, blah. But I think the number one thing that you really need when you run any corporation or any team is grit yes. and leadership. Absolute leadership. Your, your subordinates, your one downs, will always look up to you and your style of leading and leadership. And they'll either fall behind you or completely go against you and go mu- and pull a mutiny, ba? Right? Grit also because you have to withstand all socioeconomic situations, including financiers, um, VCs, um, investors, always breathing down your neck like, what are your numbers? What are your KPIs? Did you reach it? Right? It's just, just a really mix of grit, leadership, and of course, multitasking. But Alan, what do you think? Well, for for me, Naman, I mean, the the key points that you you talked
0: about and mentioned are very 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 good. Uh, it provides that foundation to to actually run an organization. Where I come in, Naman, for at least for when we formed uh, the Pod Network, it was really more of, okay, uh, we need to make money. How do we make money? <laughs> so so I I I, I, I had to. Uh, the things that I hated when I was in the... Hindi naman hated. yung marini ko ng former CFO ko. But things like, okay, what is our source of revenue? What, how are we going to get that revenue? Uh, things like, okay, let's look at our, our resources. Are our resources enough to be able to deliver that revenue? So I really had to put on a lot of the things that I learned uh, many years in advertising to look at podcasts running a network um, as a business, and then also trying to understand where advertisers are coming from, what are they looking for when they want to advertise, or what has been the missing things? What are the what are the missing things? What are the gaps? So, <clears throat> going into the pod network, we thought we were gonna make money na agad-agad, and then we realized, oh my god, and tamaing gaps, and tamaing ano. We needed we need to clean the house or to really fix the house before we can even invite guests over. So, so and then we needed to look at what are the gaps. Hence, we did the research together with Anima to understand the podcast listeners of the Philippines. Um, yeah, it's really drawing from my advertising communications experience. Um, aside from the stuff, the very important things, grit is very, very, very important. Otherwise, like in any starting organization, um, it's easy to lose hope And to lose faith. No, oh my God! (laughs) Drawing from my advertising experience, and the and the and the key, very important points that
1: Mel raised. I'm gonna throw in here uh, from a previous interview. Sabi nila, you need to have a little bit of crazy. Oh yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) You also Um, [3] need to be. I feel honestly, to run a company, you have to be an absolute workaholic. You can't. You can't run a business and be petics. You know what uh, I mean? Yes live and breathe your people and your business and your products you'll say you'll clock out at five but you're still up um, at midnight thinking of what you're gonna right. publish the next day or how what what client you want to meet the next day you know or you're on vacation and in, in like Japan and you're like oh my gosh I can't stop thinking about work
0: <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. Um, because I, I, yeah. um, my friends in in the corporate world were always saying, Alan, you have so much time now. <laughs> 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 you're a boss now, right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: your, your, your own, you, running you're your own. You're a boss, in, you're not an employee. Yeah,
0: running your own organization where you really have to figure out how you're going to make swell of the people yeah. there, yeah. the but that really depend on you, um, is is tough. So, so I guess it's the difference if you're running your own business, cause hey, you have to worry about these things versus if you I was just uh, working for another corporation. Um, it's different. Of course there are revenue targets, da da da. Yeah, but you know but that you, different. but you know that you can go on leave. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Correct. <Wow>. It.
2: <laughs> I, when you're I, the I boss would... and then someone applies for leave, you have to think, how will I cover this person's leave? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: I, I will share it. I look back and miss the old days when I was an employee waiting for my 13th month. Oh, yeah. And not the person worrying about how am I going to cover the all the 13th months on this on this sheet. You know, that's... Yep.
2: I always envy people who check out mentally Saturday, Sunday, and, you know, make hilata. Because mm. yeah. even if it's Saturday, Sunday, your your brain is just so wired to... Think of work, yeah but that's what leaders are, right that's what bosses are, and yeah, even actually, when there
1: is no clocking up I, I will dream about these things, oh like yeah. even if I want to, I'll be pitching in my in my dream mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> correct and, and and
0: and when even when you're resting, sometimes when you're resting when you're in the beach, example, I know some of us and I like I love the beach, even when I'm NASA beach ako. Even if mm-hmm. nakahilat at akalang jan, di ba or whatnot? Your mind is still—it's where your mind also becomes super productive because it's free of <laughs> of a lot of the day-to-day stuff. And then you now start thinking of ano olet? What else can I do for the organization? Yeah. Oh,
1: eat, live, right? eat, live, and breathe your organization. Mm-hmm. Right. I, so I, I want to point out that despite us having very different approaches and programming and all this stuff. That, It's the same across the organizations. The things we are thinking about are the same or similar. And I think it's clear our organizations, for the most part, have been working independently of each other. But we are finally gathered together. Yes. And we're trying to build this up as uh, um, a... like, social scientists, ako, para tayong imagined community, the podcast industry. Kapi- KPP right. nga, di ba? Kapi- yes. sa mga podcaster. As in letter K, podcaster
0: <laughs> sa, sa, sa Pilipina, ng Pilipinas. So, yeah, we're bonding.
1: Yeah, and, and so, my question there is, why should we be an industry? Why is there value in going from we're just these companies or networks and deciding that we are an industry. And this is a idea that you guys brought to me, and I, I love it. So why?
2: For It's so funny. Previously, I mean, before connecting with you guys, I've always felt that I was some shipwrecked media professional. Lost at sea, figuring out how to make this podcast industry in the Philippines be more legit, more kita, because me waving my hand the uh, airplane of me of corporations or agencies up in the air yeah. was not working but now that i found fellow survivors on this lonely island more people to wave at this airplane to rescue us i think we will right. just give more visibility yeah like that metaphor
1: it,
0: and i think uh, yeah i like i like that metaphor about um together uh, together in misery hindi naman there's a bright future uh, mm-hmm. Despite the doom and gloom of what's happening in other markets, it's about learning from them, right? But bonding together as one industry allows us to pull our resources, allows us to pull our, our heartaches, our, our uh, what can we do, the challenges, and we address it together. So,
2: so, and that's when yeah, people Some start... law and order into this wild, wild west of, of podcasting. Uh,
0: correct. And, 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 and we've discussed this before, na. we're not like the traditional mass media like TV or radio where they compete for certain times of the day. With podcasting, one listener could listen to all our shows, right? Regardless if it's from Anima yeah. or Puma Podcast or the Pod Network because we're on demand, we're, we're downloadable. So it's not about competing, but it's about us working together to to push forward our agenda as an industry for advertisers to help our creators
1: become more sustainable. I think that's the real challenge no? because we have audiences, it's clear, and there's enough audience to sustain. And there's much bigger opportunity than people are seeing. Mm-mm. Like I, I got to skim through this uh, research and I'm, I'm sure we'll be sharing more of it as as the the days move forward but this sense of when we did our audience study before our projected potential listenership was something like only 8 million for that year yeah. and we're hitting that now right so that was a study done at the end of 2019. So the market has grown where we expect it to. What makes you excited about podcasting next year? Like I know that this year's been a real challenge uh, for everyone. I'm actually preparing a deck on the state of podcasting and whatnot. And, Ooh, can't wait. And it's all these, you know, it's all these closures and layoffs and young the companies that we idolize, NPR. Gimlet, lahat yan, para may either closures or or massive layoffs or or changes. And so a lot of people would feel down on podcasting. Mm. What makes you guys feel up? We held the
2: very first podcasting festival last year. And I am so excited because of that. Um, A lot of media outlets came to check out the festival. You guys were there with your titles and your support also. And most especially the public they were there the fans or even people who were just curious about what was going on in at the event and it just gave me so much hope that it's really here that was proof of concept that podcasting is is the next not next big thing but it's it's an exciting platform for information for the filipino and i'm excited to work with more brands this year because of that more creators also and and delve more into live events which which some um Pod network titles have been doing in 2023, but I, I I want Anima also to to do some live shows for each title or a few titles.
0: Where I'm excited at is um, I like building things. Even as a child, I would destroy, I would uh, destroy and build and rebuild. So I think that's where I am personally excited. What uh, that's what I'm personally excited uh, to to be able to see what we've been trying to build this year planting the seeds as one of my co-founders said, we're planting the seeds this year so we can reap some form of harvest in 2024. So we're excited with that. the second is finally aligning the Philippine in this podcast industry with how with the best, I'll say best practices, of the more developed markets, and then excited also for potentially new content aside from what our listeners are currently exposed to, um, there. So, so and discovering this, this new, this creators, right? It's part. Of, you're like a talent center. You're discovering new talents, new ideas in the content space. So there, are um,
1: excited for those things and working with you guys. Yep. <laughs> Can you share uh, about? So, at at here for it, and thank you for inviting us. It was really yes, uh, wonderful of you guys to to include us in all of that, and, and we love. So right it.: here. my money. But Alan, can you talk about the the contest that you guys ran? Because I I thought that was really interesting. I was, like, I was trying to explain it to people. Parang the voice, but podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we
0: we before we got invited by Anima and Mel to be part of here for it, we really to, it was one of the ideas that we had already that we wanted to do that sometime end of the year, and then when Mel invited us, I mean, oh, what what is our No big big thing. <laughs> oh, okay, why don't we just advance that 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 podcast? So it's really a search for new ideas, new content, new creators. And we were quite surprised with the turnout. I think we had more than 100 entries. So it was, was oh, okay. Our first foray into searching for the next podcaster turned out okay. Uh, so it's really that, discovering new talents, interesting concepts that we can develop and supporting them with production. We cannot that's why when we gave out the price I mean 1 million pesos worth of production you cannot convert that to cash <laughs> <laughs> Yapan, wala giant
1: wala giant check DTI
2: <laughs> representative
0: uh, It's really kasi nga, I think Inherent naman sa mga Pinoys din ang pagiging creative, kaya ta, kaya number one tay sa mga ano mga social media platforms, ba? kasi ano-ano mga pinaggagawa ng, ng mga Filipinos. So the, the Filipinos are creative by nature. Um, I think inherent, it's part of our culture and DNA that we're a creative race. So it's just giving that that platform for them to express their ideas.
1: We've been talking macro, but I'm wondering if there's a specific interaction, specific feedback that you've ever gotten about your podcast that lit a fire or got you more excited about things.
2: Oh my gosh, that's tough. Like any show?
1: Any. So like um for for me, early on we we have the show called Go Hard Girls and once we got this feedback from a, a girl who's in middle school or high school, she was being discouraged from continuing her sport. And then, because of hearing the show, she's, she's gonna keep playing. Like pursue, yeah. So oh, I can the, share, um, can
0: but it's similar to yours, probably it's not about feedback about the network, but feedback about the specific shows. Like we have this show called uh, "Paano Kong" with Joel. So she's into this relationship, uh, this this advice, help, help things. We, so I see a lot of posts from her fans, from her community, thanking her for, you know, helping them with their problems. So I think the relationship shows have or or advice, self-help advice shows have a lot of those that with just one voice, you're able to help many giving advice or just the experiences of how they dealt with certain problems and challenges in life. I think other shows like comedy, the entertainment we know living in a country like ours can be very tough and challenging. So just taking them out for thirty minutes to an hour out of their real life existence into a world wherein they just laugh and laugh and laugh. Uh, you'd see that in the testimonials of the listeners of the
2: shows. Same. It's just general feedback. I, I, there's just so many because that I can't I can't pull from from memory but most recently because now here for it i remember i laughed about this so much it was Tonette tadana after they did the press stuff backstage for here for it she said me mas nao spotify <laughs> <That's>
1: nice <laughs> no that 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 was really something that was so impressive Just the... so spotify
0: should help Founded na next year hitaing... oh,
2: oh no! I Phil. <laughs> I Phil.
1: <fail>. Okay, the <laughs> names talaga tayo names. <laughs> yeah. I won't edit that out. We're keeping that. How do you think about programming? I, I know Alan jokes about kami yung mga like <laughs> communist in the space and. Right, uh, it's not- uh, <laughs> 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 um, and and we spend a lot of time thinking about uh, is this a fit for our brand and stuff and I wanted to ask, how do you guys think about uh, it? I can, I can start that um, <clears throat> a lot of the shows that are in that pod
0: network are uh, shows that we technically bought or uh, was passed on to us but uh, a lot of those comedy shows, the talk shows and all those, where I'm interested at um, in is also to look at the narratives, storytelling. We have a very rich, right? uh, history of storytelling. So I'm I'm curious about where we can take that space, uh, because talk shows there are a lot, they're all interesting, equally interesting. They serve a very specific target audience. But I'm also curious about where can we take the storytelling, the narratives, the Ones that will really take us just like in tv diba right? when you watch tv there are man, there are talk shows there's series there's all those things um because podcasting as mel mentioned it's it's its purest form of entertainment diba right? and it's very very basic sensory it's your in your ear so i like to push that uh, and see how far we can go uh, with that of course at the same time still maintaining The talk shows, the comedy shows, the relationship, the lifestyle, the life advice giving shows. But experiment on those things.
2: I think it's a a mix of trying to figure out what our audience likes and then trying to figure out what the creator is passionate about and what brands, of course, because we have to have pods that sell, Um, what brands are looking for in terms of, of where to buy airtime. And then, and I hate to say this, but I I need to balance all of these things for me to be able to keep the show in our network. Um, we've experimented with, with the pod network before. I mean, some of their titles also before with narrative. I love narrative, but I, I know how expensive they are to produce. Mm-hmm. And... I would love to do more if only there are you know if there's a Jollibee out there who wants to like you know For McDonald's a whole series of like dramas, ba but ah. um so these are just things that I, I think of when it comes to programming I want this but how paano oh
0: that's true um we have to also look at the bottom line because each show that we produce um costs Right, yes. So yeah. one of the very first few things na, that we did in the pod network, I mean, since we inherited all of the shows, was really put in the value of what the network does for the creators. Because in the original contract ha- that we saw, it just says, okay, the network will do this for you, we'll do that, which is fine. But um, sometimes, okay, how much How much when they record this? Paradigm, you now start putting in the business sense, and also reminding that the ano that hey, you know, uh, um, having a show also takes investment from the network that backs the creators.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But to, I think- but I, I'd like to ano uh, I'd like to comment on what you said, Mel, that um what the audience likes. I love that. I mean, coming from advertising, you do a lot of research and all those things, but I think we should also allow a little bit, and we can collaborate. The three of us in terms of experimenting. And it doesn't have to be the burden of just one network. The three of us can experiment on new content because the audience will only react to what they hear or what they listen. And chances Mm -hmm. are, if this is the thing that they always... They'll just say, yeah, I like this, I like that because they haven't heard anything of interest. But I like to put it on the table that if there's an interesting idea, we can always you know, pool our resources together so it's not just the burden of Anima or of Pomo podcast or the pod network to, Hey, do interesting to let's pull some, let's pull some, pull it together, do it together.
1: Love that. And I, I'm thinking about resource and resource management because I think one of the big thoughts of 2023 was creator networks or but it's, it's the creator economy. And the thing, I always think about in the creator economy is it's usually one person or a small group of people that make something very sustainable, mm-hmm. but also limit the scale. But that's why you'll get hits of one person or, 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 or one person is the front and then there's a small team behind them. And it's only sustainable as a small thing. And we're operating at a different level as people who are attempting to create networks, Um uh, for us it's communities but it's it's these larger like sustainable things and i think that's one of the reasons why alan you, you have to spell out this is what this is what a network support does for you and it's very similar for me to books where if you were to write a book and publish the book and sell it yourself you would probably earn more money but also there are people who should just be authors and they can sit back and they can just be a creator, and I think that's what we want to enable, no? Like that's, yeah. that's, focus that's, on their creativity about, yeah, focus right? on yeah. the creative part, and let the we let the networks
0: do the nitty gritty, yep. from editing to okay, kung may advertise sa paktisan pang singiel,
2: yep, <laughs> billing and advertisement, uh,
0: yes, yes.
2: <laughs> all the back office jobs that everyone hates. Their
0: business, of, we take care of their business of themselves.
1: Yeah and, then, and I, I think that's where we build value right like that, mm-hmm. that's the idea is to build value there but also to your point about experimentation we can ideally next year when the economy is a little better, we can pool resources and we can do bigger experiments than are available for for smaller creators and that that excites me a- ako kasi the the content development in Puma podcast started as masaya if we did this thing and this doesn't exist so. What if we tried to do this? And it was just a bunch of experiments until we were forced to start thinking about reaching audiences and, and trying to be sustainable. And so that is also now a thing that's that's constantly in our mind is how are we connecting with audiences? And um, sorry, a ako ng accounte. But yung the sense of art, no? Like if you're creating art by yourself, you're not worried about covering paychecks. And you can be as wildly creative and avant-garde and whatever as you want to be. But here, we are also serving audiences and serving advertisers, ideally. Hi, advertisers. Kenyan, Um, I I wanted to drive uh, that point forward with this sense that I think we've all experienced pitching and the market or the advertisers or the brand managers not exactly understanding what they're buying into with podcasts. And so I'd love for you guys to talk a little bit about that. Like, imagine we're, we're pitching and we're saying why it's valuable. Uh, where do we go with this? Pasok,
2: Alan. Ako na ba?
1: Now, we were having, uh,
0: that's a very good question. Uh, we were having a conversation with one of our board of advisors, who's like an expert in digital media, coming from a media agency and all that, and um, so he was trying to ask us, okay, oh, who, who, sino source ng audio? Kasi not all brands, in the beginning, we were saying, sige, we will ask brands to experiment because big companies will have experiment money. If kaya nga may mga advertising money, eh, patak-patak or whatever in the podcast space. But the thing is, a lot of this advertising did not go and repeat uh, unless they're sophisticated already enough and to that level na, yeah, we know the value of it. But more often than not, since podcasting, not just in the Philippines, but I think in a lot of markets, is, is new. The experiment, and it's charged to innovation, charged to experiment. Uh, charged budget, to extra budget, uh, right? extra budget, yung natitira-tira dyan, ubusin niyo yan. pag nag uuba sila at the end of the year. Ah, yeah. uh, para may experiment <laughs> tayo, natutok natin yung experiment and innovation. Um, but not all companies have experiment budgets. So we were discussing okay, ano, ba nga, ano nga ba yung source of ano natin. We are a listening medium. Even though my video ultimately really started that naman as, as, as listening. So ano ba yung bang channels that are listening, it's radio. So think of, uh, so I think the possible way in for the podcast industry uh, moving forward is really look at. Podcasting advertising or listening, not just podcast advertising, but streaming audio, Ayan, because Spotify is our favorite. Di ba? Hi, Phil. Okay. So streaming. Look at streaming audio and and get the experiment budget from radio. Because radio has its own purpose. Di ba? It's reaching a mass consumer. But the listeners of streaming audio, podcasts, may it be podcasts or music. Is a slightly different type of listening audience, and this is an audience that probably has more disposable income, is younger, is more mobile. Um, so on, yeah, so that could be a way in for us. Looking at radio, uh, looking at podcast advertising as the next generation radio. Radio on steroids or something, so that could be a way in. Again, I think since podcasting in the Philippines is relatively new, it's permanent. We will no harm in trying and and, and talking to advertisers, say, Look at podcasts advertising or streaming audio advertising as radio because that channel attracts a different set of audience. You're a commuting crowd, you're always on the go, you're mobile first crowd. Yep. Sorry.
2: Correct. Um, it, fortunately and unfortunately for the three of us, it really, I feel, falls upon our shoulders to educate the brands and the agencies. And it's really a lot of handholding until maybe five years. I feel like in five years, we'll finally be uh, YouTube from where they were five years ago also. So we're, we're a little behind. But with Alan's leadership when oh, it comes to, to where... Because I feel like you're, you have the most um, experience when it comes to media buying and how to approach um, agencies and clients.
0: Imposter syndrome.
2: <laughs> no, I, I think I, I,
0: I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have come from that field. Correct. I remember many years ago, I didn't mean, many years ago, Any, anything during the pandemic was a blur. But I remember the Creator Network that presented to us, where we got the shows that we have today. They presented to me, and the first question that I asked is, what's the reach? I ganun lang, ang konte. But now that I'm in that space, I'm in the podcasting space. So, oh, if I were in that position, I would have answered it palasana differently. I would have, again, to Mel's point... The onus is on us to navigate the conversation in a
1: way that makes more sense for podcasting. My big thoughts here is one, time spent, and then two is trust. And we know people probably watch more Netflix or whatever. But the time spent on podcasting, uh, I, I think in that study was like something like two, two hours, hours a day.
0: Yes,
2: two
1: hours Even a day. five. That's me. I'm I'm a two hour. Podcast listeners. Very yeah, sophisticated Sophia. <laughs> yeah, and they'll be intrigued. Your listeners will be intrigued. So
0: it's,
1: <laughs> it's time spent and time spent intentionally. Yeah. They had to download it. I mean, how many of us have sat in the back of a cab and had to listen to radio that we didn't really want to listen to? Yeah, but it's intentional really listening. Intentional. Super, super like. Connected, that means that the people who are listening to us really, really want to be listening to us. Correct. And and, yeah, yeah. go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say in the past, I always hear that phrase passive listening because it's podcasting. Mm. But I Mm. think passive listening is more for radio. Mm. In podcasting, it's it's passive understanding. Uh It's passive understanding (laughs) because there's intention and there's intent to listen to it, right? So okay. you're in and out. You're in and out of listening to the podcast. So you get bits and pieces of what what the podcast is talking about. If it's a talk show or whatnot, right? So you get. So it's passive understanding. You might not understand the whole show, but you retain some of it. Listening to a podcast is not just part passive listening. It's passive no. understanding.
2: Paki excerpt ito. Ongay, sulat natin And then let's run it through an AI, (laughs) uh,
1: (laughs) para e quote (laughs) nasa. I I I want to attach myself to that idea, with the added sense that people are doubling up the podcast habit with another thing. So the reason why they get to listen to so much podcasting time is it doesn't demand the hundred percent attention. Mm -hmm. But even if you don't have one hundred percent attention on the podcast. You get 100% value from the podcast that you're that, that you're listening Absolutely. to. Yeah. Uh, so this is confirmed by all the studies we've seen. Commuting, driving, um, working
2: out, chores. Working out
1: chores. Uh, number 1, I think for everyone's pag naghuhugas ng pinggan at naglalaba. <laughs> nagluluto. <laughs> yeah, nagluluto, Ganyan. And and so it becomes it 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 easily integrates into people's lives. Yes, but the other um, thing there, right, is the trust because, all right. and be, because if you watch a TV show and there's a commercial on the TV show, it's not like because I trust the people who make this TV show, I'm going to buy this product. But at least we know with Western markets, when a podcast host recommends something, they, the listener, they know that that thing is of value because the podcaster is willing to recommend it and to. That brand is willing to support a podcast that they love, and those are things that are not shown when you just show reach
2: yeah.
1: and engagement again. And like it's different.
0: And 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 with the types of the many many passion points and interest points now in podcasting, there's something for everyone, right? Uh, that maybe other platforms or other mass media channels cannot offer so I I mean there are the basic 10-12 genres in podcasting but I know there are sub-genres for each I was so intrigued when someone told me about Audio erotica.
2: Huh? Yes, it's so especially in this country. Because we are really perverts. I mean No, wait. No, but the, but this was a woman
0: talking to me and it was uh it was I know, I'm just saying
2: that, that audio erotica is a popular, <laughs> popular genre in the Philippines because we are inherently suppressed ganon. Ah uh, suppressed. Maybe, correct. Oh, the Catholic guilt oh, yeah. I, you know, you
0: know oh, how know. that works. He said there's one targeted for men and there's one targeted for women, and the yes. the way and they're there's written, also queer erotica. Uh-oh. and the way they're scripted or written or delivered are very very different. I uh, so oh, and then I tried to listen to one. <laughs> I just ko, oh, ano? <laughs> 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 but anyway, we're digressing. So I uh, ano nga ba yung question mo, Carl?
1: <laughs> Genres. <laughs> Many yes, genres. Yeah. Yes. We're Talking about how, you know, we, uh, people trust us. People trust podcasts. Actually, okay. the study shows it, right? The, yes. The study shows that listeners trust what the podcasters tell them. And that's a huge thing in a world where trust in traditional media, trust in traditional journalism, and all these other places. Tr- obviously, trust in government, they'll mm. say it's high, but we. Baka <laughs> but the trust in traditional institutions is much lower than it used to be. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and people need to find where where they're going to go, and I think they're going to podcasting. Yep. <laughs> of course, there's a role na for podcasts.
0: Eh. It's not man to to say that. Ito na ang answer sa ano. It's really mm-hmm. more of. Finding, it's more of helping the advertisers and the brands, um, making them understand how podcast advertising can fit into their into the funnel, can fit into their whole mix of communications. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a role pa rin naman for, diba? for social media advertising, for digital advertising, for TV, for radio, for out of there's a role. I think what's happening lang kasi the audience now has become so fragmented, di ba, na parang ang dami na nilang, yes, they're 18 to 25, but they're in, there are many, many, many ways to reach the 18 20 to 25 uh, consumer. So, and then podcasting could be one of them, in the same way that social media is one of them to reach. And there's a role for each. And it's yeah. really, us as, as an industry, telling uh, sharing with with brands and and agencies this is how you can use podcast advertising yep. in your mix we're not and also, anything
2: stop uh stop comparing youtube with with Pods, but, and, and really just teaching advertisers that we can't go up against youtube or tiktok these behemoths but we can complement your media plans Correct. for them
1: yeah yes. i i still lean into the sense of a TikTok is only so many seconds of engagement and meaningfulness. But once, once we have attached ourselves to specific podcasts that we love and we trust, given the opportunity, we will find ways to support. And we know that we know that with the number of the podcasts that we we uh, our networks have, right? Uh-uh. People will support specific creators. People will support something to keep going. And so, I think that's the thing. Also. Advertisers aren't just dumping money onto something just so that they can have presence in that space. Mm-hmm. If you support a podcast, that means something to the listeners of that podcast. Correct. We've 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 seen it, right? It, it, it's a meaningful connection. We could keep going, but I want to end with one question, and it's the big dreams question. If you had unlimited budget and resources, what podcast would you make today? And obviously, this answer can change. You know, but Hate this Only budget. What it's a would miss you, you
2: make? question.
1: Oh, ngay. oh yeah, yeah. Given a
0: chance and a choice, what will I what will I choose?
2: Yeah. <laughs> if given all the money in the world, I would I would honestly go to Bill Simmons of The Ringer and say, let's J V. Let's have a joint venture or I'll put in some capital new I I'm I, you mentioned Gimlet and you mentioned NPR. Great organizations, but my one North Star talaga as a as a podcast network is is the ringer which is mm. my favorite producer and creator of, of content in podcasting.
0: Ano ba yung sa akin. I, I think it's sya, ang miss niya ng question ano? Um, <laughs> you. if money wasn't an object I could just easily pick up the phone and, hey, would you like to do a podcast? Hmm. Mm. baka hindi na siya alive eh. Alam mo yung mga v- it's to me, it's the again. I go back <laughs> to the narrative thing, and I kind of like the way yung Star Wars voices are because mm-hmm. Darth Vader, for example, diba? if Darth Vader had a second life, I'd get the voice. I forgot his name. I know he's a sequel James, James
1: Earl Jones. And he's he's licensed his voice so that when he passes away,
2: he's still they alive. Can to use oh,
1: he's still alive, diba? So oh. yeah. I, I, but he's I, licensed it as AI. Na. Oh, okay. wow. So, I'm going to
0: make that Also, oh, diba, haha na Again, as, as Mel pointed out earlier, it's a very, uh, it's the purest form of entertainment, Because it's in your ear. So, voice to me is very, very important. And then you create a whole story around it. So, yes, James Earl Jones. I will look for the AI.
2: <laughs> so funny, I've been meaning to ask the two of you. Someone once asked me, if, if Filipinos are mostly visual learners, why is audio entertainment so
1: important? Oh, I throw okay. that question
2: out to you guys.
1: Well, one is that... Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to steal my answer from someone else. Uh, I'm, I'm reading Adam Grant's Hidden Potential, and he says uh, the multiple learner theory is incorrect. Like, you might prefer... So the uh-huh. multiple learner is about preference. But if you're actually forced to learn in something that you don't prefer. So for example, you say that you're a visual learner, but uh, but you're made to read. Sometimes the extra effort helps you learn more. And that's oh. why. But I think I think audio is integral to us. Naging yes. may something eh. And and if you think about a lot of people who grew up in households na naka-on lang na noon time show. You're not even looking, but there's something about the audio. F- philippine culture na laging may, may noise i will you know? add, i will add to that the, it's culturally part it's part of our heritage
0: na alam mo yung mga tribes diba mga mangyan mga ganyan maraming storytellers and these are all audio yep. uh storytelling so i think as a as a race i uh, maybe uh where where it comes from that eh, diba kaya kaya lang the challenge today is Diba? hindi na nakapapas audio yung tradition kasi lahat audio versus a visual written in a book or written on a stone tablet somewhere <laughs> that is there for for a long time but the audio but we i think it uh, as a as a race as Filipinos even before we were colonized ano tayo uh, very audio ano tayo storytelling passing on yeah. the history so so yeah. So, yun. <laughs> yung, mga, oh, I answered
1: yung, yung mga legends natin, eh. Right? They, they, uh, uh. they, they are oral tradition, eh. Sorry. Oyan oh, Oral tradition. Yes, that's the phrase. I,
2: I answered, my friend. Nung pinapagalitan ka as a child, di ba sinasabi nila, but di ka kasi nakikinig.
0: That's true.
2: <laughs> it's never, you. it's because why, why weren't you looking? Why weren't you watching? Why weren't you paying attention? It was always, di kasi nakikinig sa akin. Which means, mm that is really if you hear something repetitively it's really going to go into your brain more effectively than
0: pagdagdag din what... sa latag natin our <laughs> <laughs> well, na well, credentials deck we are a listening race
1: <laughs> the the speed of human processing right the fastest is sound that's why pag, when there's lightning strike or something before you see it before first you you hear uh, your body will respond to sound before it responds to to something visual. Yeah. Yeah. So there is that. I I could get super nerdy with this, um, but I'm going to stop myself because again, we could keep going. So to finish this all off, what do you see the industry evolving to? What is the golden point that we're trying to chase? Where we
0: are now in the Philippines, uh i like to think it's a marathon convincing advertisers and agencies is not going to be overnight it's going to be a marathon not a sprint so so it's going to be a lot of us three networks or hopefully in the future we add another network and then we become bigger and bigger right? but at least the the bigger ones uh, working together, so pushing and and educating the the advertisers, because we do have the listeners. We don't have to educate the listeners. They're there. They're waiting for brands to enter into the picture and create that meaningful conversation and connection. So it's gonna be a journey, and with us three, and hopefully more in the future. It's not going to be super bumpy because we have each other. <laughs> we have each other to to say, I don't know this. Yes. And then we all pitch in our thoughts. So, yon.
2: Um, I think podcasting right now in the Philippines, particularly, we're still in the toddler phase Correct. of being a media industry. And I really hope that with all the work that we're trying to do to legitimize this wild, wild west that I always call podcasting right now is. I want us to have the same amount of numbers and and profitability and brand understanding et cetera as the West. We're probably not gonna go there because of you know pure like population size or whatever, but I want it to mature in the same number as the West with a trajectory of numbers, but at the same time, I want us to be smarter. Learning from the mistakes of the West that you don't overspend on something. Be smarter with your money and be smarter with the the creators that you choose to crown as the next podcaster Deba. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So just a growing market for us, but also a smarter leadership, hopefully being led by the three of us.
1: yeah i'll I'll finish this off just talking about value in the sense that one, We know how valuable podcasting is to our audiences and the time that they spend with with us and with our podcasters, uh, with our shows, it shows that it is valuable to them. And I'm looking forward to a time when sort of the whole society sees how valuable all of this is. And I think once people see how valuable it is, then the money comes in, then more people come in, then they see... Wow, these podcasts are really affecting people's lives and improving that. And so then more people will listen. Mgaka And then everyone kind of is just part of it. And and my ideal point is when we don't have to explain like I like you, Mel. We don't explain anymore. People just know.
2: Investors. Investors and agencies. I don't want to keep explaining why. Yeah. They should put, believe in podcasts. I want them to just say, oh my gosh, you're in podcasting. Here's mm-hmm. some money. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that, that is also an ideal point. <laughs> and an ideal point for us to end. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank, you, Thank you too Adam. for having us. Thanks for coming. And um, I'm sure this is only the first of many conversations we will have on many platforms. Thank you guys. That was a wide-ranging conversation that went in many directions. I'm going to try and focus a little bit and just finish us off with three takeaways. One is, in the podcasting space, there's still a lot to build. We have each separately been building things together. But I think it's great that we're coming together and we're also open to so many other people joining in these efforts. I think collaboration is underrated. You see in business, people keep saying competition, beating the competition, trying to do things better or first, but there's another way, and I love exploring where this can go. Number two, I really look forward to the time when podcasting is viewed as a regular part of a media diet. I know that a lot of people are already listening and are integrating it, but we see this opportunity for growth. And I'm sure that if you're already listening, you know you have a varied media diet that has streaming and has YouTube and has podcasts. And you're probably reading things as well. So seeing podcasting not as this special little niche, but just as a normal part of the media landscape. And the last thing, something that I took a lot of comfort in, is that we run different kinds of organizations. We have very different backgrounds. But when you're an entrepreneur you face similar challenges. Sometimes they're the same, like we were talking about. Sometimes they're very similar. But I think every entrepreneur can take a little bit of comfort in the fact that we all are struggling with the same problems. We're all facing similar challenges. And sometimes you find people to face those challenges with, and that's really important. So thanks to Mel and Alan for coming and hanging out with us. Thanks to you, listener, for also joining this conversation. And thanks to the team that makes this show possible. Producer Geraldine Pascual, audio editor Mark Casillan, and the rest of the Puma Podcast crew. I've been your host, Carl Javier, and you've been listening to A Better Normal. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow Puma Podcast on all the socials and follow me on IG. It's at Carl Javier, Carl with a C. If you liked this episode, please do me and at least one of your friends a favor. Tell a friend about this episode and this podcast so we can build a community of people making a better normal. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news.